Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Cleveland, and I am excited to be coming to you today with another podcast. One of the reasons that I'm excited is because we are doing this podcast a little bit differently. Normally, we use the technology called Zoom, and Eric and I will be looking at each other on the computer as he's in Arizona and I'm in Washington State. Today, what's different, Eric? <laughs> well, today I have the joy of being at your house and in your very presence. So we're doing this podcast, uh, although it's live, but we're actually doing it face-to-face uh, rather than through face-to-face through Zoom. So this is... Uh, Really uh, a fun way to do it. I'm excited because this is actually, Eric, you and I have known each other for about 16 years, but this is actually the first time we've met in real life, and it has been such a blessing to Jody and I already to meet you and Sylvia, and so we're excited to be able to share together in in person. Absolutely, yeah. I'm just uh, overjoyed to be here, and even just speaking right now, just looking at you as we're getting ready to celebrate at the cross. Uh, it's just my heart's just so filled and overwhelmed with joy, so I'm really glad to be here. Well, we're going to discuss a subject today that's very important, and we've titled it, How to Be Free from Sin. Now, that's uh, if you stop and think about that, you know, it doesn't even seem possible. Um, and if you, you listen to what the world teaches, which is once an addict, always an addict, then it doesn't seem possible that we can even be free from sin. Now, to be clear, Eric, we're not talking about being free from the presence of sin. While we're in this world, we're in this life, we're in this body, uh, we will, we're still subject to temptation. We're still, we still have weak flesh and we can, we can fall. What we're talking about is being free from the power of sin, from life-dominating sin. You know, Eric, you and I were talking yesterday, and you said something to me that really shocked me, which was you didn't think that you could ever be free from sin. And and why don't you just explain, why did you not think that you could be free from sin? You know, I just thought I was, I was so bound um, by my sin. I was uh, so taking, taken into the deep waters of it, uh, so deceived in it. And I just was, you know, my mind always clouded, um, over, always controlled by it. You know, when my taskmaster told me to do something, I went and did it. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't recognize how deep of a bondage I was really in. Didn't understand it. Um, you know, I thought maybe others could be free. But for me, it was, I was too far gone, maybe. I'm not sure exactly what thoughts I had, but I was convinced that I would take my sin to my grave in silence. Uh, that I wouldn't tell my wife, that I couldn't trust to tell anyone else because I was going to be laughed at or told that I was fit for a rubber room or something along those lines. I really did. That's my actual thought. And so I kept it within. Um, And uh, it was a very dark time. 
for many years in my life uh, without hope. Um, you know, blinded to the fact that there was freedom available. Mm. And uh, I, I never really did buy into the, the world's methods. Uh, I knew those weren't going to help. But, but for me personally, I just didn't think that I would ever experience true freedom from this bondage that I had to pornography. I hope somebody who's listening right now that feels exactly like that is hearing these words. I hope that they, they may have lost all hope entirely. They may have given up even trying any more steps. They may have said, I can't do this anymore. I'm too far gone. I'm going to take this to my grave. And I've, I've had similar thoughts in my past about, man, this is just part of me. I'm not going to be free from it until I die. Yeah. Which, in a sense, is true, right. um, but dying in a different way sets us free. But so this is kind of the background of which we come to this text today, which is the fact that we actually can be free from habitual sin. We actually can have power that's greater and stronger than what the pull of sin is. And so we're coming to Romans chapter eight today. We're going to study through this passage. It's going to tell us how to be free from sin. And so you want to start, brother, and we'll read some of Romans 8 together. I sure will. So Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, right away, we see something very important, which is if we want to be free from sin, the starting point the starting point is to realize that we're not condemned. Now, Paul had just said in Romans 7, I'm a slave to sin. That what I want to do, I don't do. That which I hate to do, I keep on doing it. So in that context of being a slave to sin, the next verse says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, here's the important thing that I see in this, and that is, the world wants you to work towards a point where you finally get to feel like you're not going to be condemned. If you right enough wrongs, if you go back to your past and you, you try to fix everything you did wrong, and if you try to examine yourself and, and see if you can correct the errors, you're going to get to a point where you don't feel condemned any longer. Eric, that's the starting point for us. <laughs> now, why is it that we are not condemned? We've sinned. The wage of sin is death. Why are we not judged and condemned? Yeah, it's very interesting. And I love this passage because it, is, it says that in Christ Jesus, you know, so he, <laughs> you know, there's no condemnation, none whatsoever in Christ. He was condemned in our place. He took the sin for us. Uh, he took upon the penalty for us. He was as if he were the one that was enslaved. Uh, you know, and bound and nailed to the tree for us and, and paid every <laughs> um, last sin debt with every bit of his blood that poured out there on Calvary's hill. And so for, for us, there is no, none, zilch, zero, no more, con no condemnation. Listen to that. No condemnation whatsoever. For those 
who are in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful starting point in Romans chapter 1. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Well, the people who are listening can't see me, but my hands are in the air. Um, and, the, and the reason is because when you examine the cross, you see Jesus was judged in our place. He was condemned instead of us. Now, there has to be condemnation for sin, but it isn't our condemnation. It was Jesus being condemned instead. So if you look at the cross, you see what's happening is judgment and condemnation. Why? So we can be free from it. So it's not through our own efforts, it's through Jesus' efforts. It's not through what we did to be right with God. It's what Jesus did to make us right with God. If you want to be free from sin, the first thing you need to understand is that you're not condemned for it. It's, a, it's kind of strange, isn't it, to think about this is actually the first thing I see when I come to the cross, is I see Jesus suffering in my place, having taken my punishment on himself, having been condemned instead of me. Mm -hmm. And so you're listening to us today and you're saying, one of the reasons I have no hope is because I feel the weight of condemnation on my shoulders. I feel like God would judge me. Well, no, he doesn't judge twice. He already judged. He doesn't exact two payments. <laughs> the payment was sufficient that he paid. And so, Eric... Why is this so important that people understand that they're not condemned before we ever even start talking about how to be free? Right, you know, because people are weighted down, as you said just a moment ago, they're weighted down with all of these various sins, right? And and sometimes uh, we hear that, uh, you know, you have to know how deep and how far you've gone into sin. But the reality is you need to know how far Jesus went into death for you. And that's what exposes your sin and, and, and makes you, uh, brings you into worship when you just look there and you recognize that there's no condemnation there. Why? Because he took it. It doesn't matter how many or how much. You can count them if you want, but that's a, you know, that's a heavy burden. Just come to the cross and look and see where he was condemned with every bit of sin. That's it. So your heart is overwhelmed at the same time you see the lover of your soul taking from you and giving to you. Why? Because he went to death for you to pay the price, to pay the penalty and pay the judgment. Uh, and that's why he was condemned. That's the whole reason. And so that's why I love this jumping off point, if we want to call it that. Just go look at the cross and see it all there and let your heart be overwhelmed. Let him fill you with your spirit, with his spirit. And, and, and let your heart be overjoyed and overflowing with, with the love of God as we look at the cross. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not, you're not going to be overwhelmed. Uh, you're going to be overwhelmed in a bad way if, you, if your focus is to look at your sin. But then you're overwhelmed with life and love and liberty when you look at the cross. Wow. <laughs> Uh, you know, to, to think about the weight of condemnation, to think about the shackles that it puts you under, to think about you, you can't do what you need to do because you're so burdened by this feeling, this experience of being weighted down like an anchor that has just going to sink you into the ocean of sin. That's condemnation. Yeah. Um, and I love Romans 8 verse 34. Who then is the one who condemns? And listen to the answer. No one. <laughs> no one. 
Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God also interceding for us. Eric, who is it that condemned you? You said it earlier. None, no one, zilch, not a nothing, nobody. Why? Because Christ Jesus died. And, and this is why you and I can be free. It, it's not that we've tried real hard. It's that we've died real deep. And, and this is the joy we have is in, in having been crucified with Christ. We died with him. Therefore, all condemnation is removed. No more judgment for you. It was all taken by Jesus, and you're free, right? Just like he said to the woman who was caught in adultery. Did he condemn her? What did he say to her at the end? Go and sin no more. (laughs) But but first he said, neither do I. Oh, neither do I condemn you. I'm sorry. Right? Yes, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's the starting point. Why? Because the desires are changing now. Look, we can interrupt each other. We're not on Zoom. (laughs) Listen, I have to say something about the cross. <laughs> no. Anyway, you can tell that we're having a lot of fun, but this is really serious uh, stuff here, yes. right? It's we're talking about life, and we're talking about freedom yeah. from sin's power and sin's grip, and where Jesus took on what the weight of the world at the cross, so that we could be free. And I loved what you said, how Jesus went into death. More than that, that he rose from the dead, and even more still, that he went and sent it in, in all the way into heaven and is now pleading to the Father on our behalf with his wounds. You know, we talked about it earlier where he raised his hands, right, and blessed the people and then was caught up. Mm -hmm. And so what are we supposed to remember? We remember the blessing comes from his wounds. Life comes from his wounds. Mm -hmm. Freedom comes from his wounds. And we often hear you say the healing balm, Mm -hmm. right? We're healed by his wounds. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, just... I hope someone listening is celebrating now rather than looking at their sin and uh, trying to be weighted down by it because there's no weight. Where's the weight at? Mm. No one. <laughs> there's no nowhere. weight for you because there's no condemnation for you. Yeah. And, and I think it's so important to see this as the starting point because like he said to the woman, you know, neither do I condemn you. That's the basis now mm. upon which you're going to go and sin no more. That's right. And so what we're doing here in essence is washing at the cross mm. because we're seeing Jesus take our condemnation off of us, take our judgment away from us. Um, Pilate looked at Jesus and said, I find nothing in him to accuse him. Therefore, put him to death. <laughs> Huh? Why? Because he was taking my place and he was taking your place. Mm -hmm. And therefore, because he was condemned, we go free. It's just like Barabbas, right? Where Barabbas was awaiting death because he was guilty of, of sin against the state and he was under the judgment of that state awaiting to be put to death. And all of a sudden, news came to Barabbas, hey, Barabbas, you're free to go. Wait a minute, what? What are you talking about? I've got my death sentence right here and my sign that's going to go above my head. No, you're free to go. Why Why am I free to go? Well, see, somebody else, his name is Jesus of Nazareth, is taking your place. He's dying on your cross, and you can go free. And you and I are Barabbas. We are not condemned. We are free from it, free from condemnation the rest of our life. Eric, what about... When I fall, what about if I stumble? What about if I sin? Well, brother, it's the same antidote. Uh, Jesus paid for those sins too, right? When we fall, we're able to get back up. 
when we fall, we look back up at the cross and see the one who took what? Every sin. The cross, like you said earlier, is where we're anchored, uh, where we walk on stable, dry ground. Uh, it's uh, the blood of Jesus Christ uh, cleanses us from all sin, right? Even a future sin, if I fall tomorrow, I get back up and I look back up. The cross mm -hmm. lifts me up. Love lifts me up, mm -hmm. right? The cross is the magnet that draws me up and back to him, right? This is why it's so important that we worship around the cross, that we gather around the cross and we look there and fix our eyes. We fix our eyes there. Mm -hmm. Why? Because this is what keeps us. This is what saves us. This is what keeps us. Uh, this is what overwhelms us. Mm -hmm. Like we talk about sometimes the tsunami of love that overwhelms us mm -hmm. and changes our desires where, brother, we don't want to stay in a fallen state. Mm -hmm. We don't. We have such love that we've never experienced before. And when you experience this love, you, what, what is there, where else is there to go? We all desire to be loved like that. We all desire to be forgiven. We all desire not to be condemned. You know, we're in fear of being condemned and judged. And, but not at the cross, we're not. We're loved. And there's, there's only one reason why we would fear being condemned. We haven't looked at the cross. Mm -hmm. If you look at the cross, you know there can never be any condemnation for you. Amen. Uh, because God doesn't condemn two people for the same sin. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and, and so we're, we're washing at the cross, Eric. This is really one of... So these aren't steps. I want to make that clear. <laughs> right? This is biblical truth. And a difference between, okay, I did that, now I'm going to leave that behind, and I'm going to do the next one. No, no, this is biblical truth. We're teaching about the need to know that you're not condemned before you even begin on the path, all right? That's right. Okay, then we got to walk with the Spirit, okay? So, verse 2, and because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Eric, there's two powers here. In this verse, what are the two powers that we're looking at? Well, we have the uh, the Spirit who gives life, and the law of sin and death. And so, uh, one, um, you know, one we're trapped under, uh, one we're born into, uh, one we have no chance of being free from, right? But at the cross, where Jesus was poured out. Uh, you know, he also poured out his spirit to us uh, that gives us life and sets us free. Mm. You know, the blood of Christ that sets us free, mm. you know, that flows like a river. Um, we're the spirit. We're given the spirit, uh, the spirit of life and liberty who sets us free and who frees us from the law or the power of sin and death. You know, and so this is just... Uh, wonderful and beautiful and that's why we love doing these podcasts and isn't it just wonderful brother to worship around the cross together it is and like you said it's not steps this is just what happens mm. and this is the reality and the reason why jesus came to die one of the things that's important to see from this verse is that sin and death are a power or a law um, because we're not making light of it it, it we're born under this law we're born into this power. And so we're born gratifying the lusts of our flesh, rebelling against God, 
were born in sin like this, and we grow up under this power, this force, this kingdom that we're in. And uh, what it takes is a greater power, not a higher power, a greater power, uh, where it says in verse 2, the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin. And so we watch at the cross, we walk by the, the spirit, meaning we, okay, so question now, question. What does the spirit of God do to actually set us free? Okay, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. What is the spirit of God's role in making us free from habitual sin? What are your thoughts on that, brother? Well, he's our counselor. He teaches and reminds us of what happened at the cross. Uh, we walk in him. We bear fruit in him. Uh, we are uh, we're free uh, here at the cross. And, um, you know, so if we walk in the spirit that we're given at the cross, the Bible says that we will not gratify the desires of our flesh. We will not. So this is the other key. There's no condemnation. And then if we're walking in the Spirit and walking in the power of the Spirit, which flowed from the cross, we will not gratify the desires of our flesh. And this, again, is real freedom, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. And, you know, it's, it's, it's important to understand that we can't operate in our flesh to get free. Mm. We're talking about the Spirit. Um, and so we can't, by our own power, our own strength, our own um, decision-making, our own anything, be free from habitual sin. It takes the power of the life-giving Spirit to free you from the power of sin and death. And this is what Spirit we're given, Eric, as we come to the cross. So the Spirit, I like to say it like this, <clears throat> resides at the cross. He lives at the cross. His objective, if you want to person, make him into a person sort of thing, is to come and lift your chin up and say, look up. Look what Jesus is doing for you. Look at his suffering. Look at his wounds. See his bloodshed. See that he's pardoning you. He's forgiving you. He's being condemned in your place. He's rescuing you from sin. He's... he's setting you free, not only from this vertical alienation that we all have, but from the power of sin. That's the Spirit of God's work. Look, he's setting you free from the power of sin. And, and so this is the work of the Spirit. So we aren't talking about steps here. We're talking about principles. The first one being, no, you're not condemned. The second one being, learn how to walk in the Spirit. Uh, learn how to be moved by the power of the Spirit in your life, and you will not gratify the less of your flesh. And so we've, we've already seen some uh, important truths about how to be free from sin uh, in verses 1 and 2. Um, some people teach, Eric, that you need to obey the law, and that's how you'll get free. <laughs> this is uh, an actual teaching within Christianity today. But here's God's law. You need to put yourself under it, to follow it, to obey it. Okay. Well, what do we see in verse 3 about this very thing? Well, in verse 3, we see, 
for what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh. God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot there, isn't there? I mean, that just blows me away. Just reading that verse uh, is showing that there wasn't a law, brother, that was going to give us life. Uh, there wasn't a law that was going to uh, lift us up. The law was made powerless. Um, it was weakened by the flesh. We couldn't follow it. There's no way. It was a heavy burden. You can try all you want. You know, we tried to be good. I tried to be good, and, and I could never do it. Uh, you know, and um, I tried in my own strength to get free and couldn't accomplish it. And so here we see that the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. And so God, <laughs> this is like a river flowing here, isn't it? It's, it's not steps, one, two, three. It is God flowing. It is God showing. It is God sending. Mm -hmm. And he sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He was clothed in our very likeness. Why? So that God could be the sin offering. So that sin could be condemned in Jesus's flesh. Not in yours. Not in mine. So God condemned sin in his own son so that we might be free. And this all fits together, doesn't it, brother? It, it fits perfectly together. And if you think about it, some people teach that you need to be aware of your sin. You need to see, to be condemned and to know that you're under wrath. Look what it just said. Yes. That he condemned sin in the body of Jesus Christ. When you look at the body of Jesus Christ, you see two things. If you're looking at the cross, the first one is, wow, I'm a horrible sinner. I never realized that my sin is deserving of capital punishment. Right? I thought a slap on the hand would do just fine, but now I look at the cross. What do I see? I see a man pulverized. I see a man who's been completely mangled. I see God himself, who has taken on a human body. It says that God became man. He made himself nothing. I'm quoting from Philippians 2.7. By taking the very nature of a servant, by being made in human likeness. This is the Romans 3. Uh, that we're talking about. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So we look at the cross and what do we see? I'm a horrible, rotten sinner. I never knew that before until I looked at the cross. Oh yeah, I fall short of the law, but hey, some people speed and you know, the cop says, ah, no worries. You know, that's what you think when you look at the law. Ah, oh, well, at least I didn't do that one. I didn't commit the main two, yeah. you know. So we kind of overlook and we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt when we're looking at the law. But when we look at the cross, I got no way out. It has silenced my mouth because I see I'm worse than I ever thought I was. The second thing I see is that I'm completely free from the law that would condemn me. That he has released me from the requirements, the demands, and the punishment of the law. Uh, this is something we have to understand to be free. Your freedom is not going to come by putting yourself under the law. Jesus came and fulfilled it perfectly in your place. 
As he lived his life, he obeyed every law of God, and that obedience is given to you. Eric, you and I are counted as obedient because of what Jesus did, how he lived. That's given to us as a gift, as if when God looks at you and me, he sees his son's obedience. And so we get every single blessing that the Bible talks about to those who are obedient. Right? Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the way of the wicked and stand in the counsel of ungodly. He'll be like a tree planted by streams of water, you know, that bears its fruit in season. In old age, he's going to be fruitful. That's you. <laughs> That's me. Not because we kept the law, but because Jesus did Amen. in our place. And so this law was actually weakened by our weak flesh. The law is good and perfect and holy, right? But it doesn't make you and I good and perfect and holy. The law can't do that. The gospel, Jesus did. <laughs> he made us good and perfect and holy. Taking our sin, giving us his righteousness, uh, bearing in his own body on the tree our faults, failures, sins. And now we get his perfection, his righteousness, his holiness. I'm looking at a holy man sitting right by me. <laughs> a man who never thought he could be free. Now no. he's as holy as God himself. What happened? <laughs> And this is just amazing. You know, I love everything you said, brother, and I just love doing these podcasts with you. And, you know, friend, maybe you uh, can look at the cross with us and you can see that Jesus took on this flesh to be a sin offering for you. Do you see it when you look at the cross right now? Just look there and see that Jesus becoming a sin offering. And so he was uh, condemned. He condemned sin in Jesus's flesh. God condemned sin in Jesus's flesh, and that that's that's now you. <laughs> that that applies to you. So you see that you're not condemned at the cross. You see how the Spirit uh, flows from the cross to you to give you life and set you free, and you see that your flesh has been totally dealt with as this sin offering. Jesus took on flesh and blood so that He could be the sin offering for you. That's because He loved you. God so loved the world that he sent. And, and he sent him with flesh and bone to be the sin offering. And do you see your flesh being put to death? <laughs> That's you and I up on the cross with Christ. How? By faith. Through faith in this work. So look. Just look there and see that your sin has been removed completely. Why? Because it's been condemned in the Son of God who willingly gave up his life and he said, when he's lifted up, he's going to draw all people to himself. So do you see the drawing power of the cross drawing you in, loving you, lifting you up, setting you free? No condemnation? Go and sin no more? How? Oh, I've got new desires. I have a spirit that teaches me and helps me and points me back to the cross. I have an, I have, my desires have changed. I don't know what happened. I've died. It's like I've died and raised to life. Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about today. You've died with Christ. In his flesh, his flesh was put to death. That is so that we can walk in this freedom. That's so that we can walk in the Spirit. That's so that uh, the power of sin and death no longer has power over us. Do we still have flesh and still fall and sin? Yes, but the power of it, the power that it once had over us, has been removed. Can you see the difference of trying to obey the law or just looking by faith and have your heart overwhelmed and will you fall down in worship like Thomas did when he saw the wounds 
And the marks, the purchase price for him, it caused him to fall immediately down in worship. And it just overwhelms your heart. You can't believe that you've been loved so much. You can't believe the price that was paid. And it just, it's like a, right? It's like a river that overwhelms your heart and continues to do so. It, it doesn't get old because it's new and fresh. Uh, that's why these podcasts don't get old because we just want one more heart to be overwhelmed. Uh, one more to look and see and, and just finally believe the message of freedom, the message of power, you know? And so... One, one of the things you talked about, and I watched it happen to you as you spoke, which is the fact that we get undone by mercy. We get overwhelmed. We get the tsunami, the flood of God's love and His grace that the Holy Spirit pours out on us. Eric, this is what keeps us. It keeps us... You know, it's not just that I decided, oh, I'm going to love my wife today. Now, yesterday I may have been unfaithful, but today I've decided. <laughs> no, what has to happen is my heart to be undone by grace, undone by mercy, where I am so loved, or I'm, I'm so overcome and overwhelmed by the grace of God that he purchased at Calvary's cross, that it protects my heart mm -hmm. from the evil one. Yes. to get in there. Mm -hmm. Eric, let's close with verse 4 because I have a question. Why did God put his son in a body and make him a sacrifice for sin? Mine says in verse 4, he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied in us who no longer are follow our sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. Hmm. Eric, as you, as you sit here today, you think back on your past, I'll never be free from this, I'll take it to my grave, versus the just requirement of the law has been fully met in you. Is there any better news? No, no, there isn't any. And it's just, it's almost unbelievable, right? The full, um, what was it again? I'm sorry. It's fully met, the whole law has been fully met. I mean, that just... Wow, you talk about uh, no condemnation and total love and freedom and I'm, it's fully met <laughs> in Christ. You know, I mean, that just overwhelms my heart. It, it makes me think of the courtroom that I like to talk about sometimes when you walk in. You walk into the courtroom and there's one. There's one judge and one offering and, and it's been paid. You're free to go. You just turn around and walk right out. I've paid the price. There's no condemnation. I've taken your sin. I've paid your debt. I've canceled it. Mm. You have fully met all the requirements. <laughs> you fully met the law perfectly. Don't you want to say, wait, wait, wait me? <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry, wait. You yeah. don't know who you're talking to here. You don't know the sin. I. Well, yeah, he does know who he's talking to. Yes, he know the sin. Uh, Eric, somebody's listening, feeling very much... Uh, like you and I used to feel, there's no hope, there's no way. And maybe now they've seen a glimmer, right? They, they, they know your past and my past, and they know we were in bondage, and they know we were deceived, and they know that we walked away from the truth. And now here, God has 
redeemed us, brought us back, set us free. We have completely transformed hearts and lives. He can do that for us. He can do it for them. Um, take a minute and just close in prayer, speaking to God on behalf of these people who our hearts so long to reach. Mm. Father in heaven, we are so grateful uh, for this time to be able to look at your word and be overwhelmed by it. And, and Lord, just one person that is listening today, uh, help them to look up, to lift up their head and see that the righteous requirements of the law have been fully met in Christ, that there's no condemnation for them whatsoever. As they look at the cross with us today, they've seen that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because Jesus was condemned in our place. He was uh, our sin offering where flesh was put to death, was judged, and where the righteous requirement of the law was fully met. And where Jesus took our sin, uh, became sin for us, and it exchanged sin for righteousness. He, he extended his righteousness, clothed us in it. And so, Lord, I pray for at least one heart to look, to look up and see that very clearly today, to, so that the weight uh, might be lifted off them. They could see Jesus holding the weight of the world, carrying the weight of the world as he carried his cross up Calvary's hill to die for us. And now being put to death, buried in a tomb and raised to life and ascended all the way up to heaven, pleading on our behalf still, still with those same wounds. May they see Jesus breathing out his last, his last breath so that he could fill us with his spirit. And uh, Lord, we just pray for one more heart that the tsunami of your incredible love that is so difficult to comprehend why you would love us so much, but it just overwhelms our hearts. May it overwhelm at least one heart today as they look by faith and see all that happened at the cross. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.